even more that he should be allowed contact with his half-sister and ward, Judith of Evreux. Roger and she had met the year before at the annual gathering of knights called to render homage to their suzerain. Seven years his junior, she was already a beauty. He was the most handsome of his family. For both, on a mere meeting of eyes, it had been instant mutual attraction. Only pleading by distraught Judith melted the relative's initial rebuff. Judith was, after all, a cousin to the Duke, and the idea of Roger de Hauteville paying suit to such a well-connected beauty was risable. She was destined for a more prosperous hand than his, some great magnet with land, castles, and lances. His brother might be Count of Apulia, but Roger was a landless nobody. Yet the man was not made of stone, and her tears were genuine, so he let her have her fantasy that she could somehow marry for love. Italy, Judith asked in a near whisper. They sat in an arbour with a pair of nuns close enough by, placed there to ensure no proprieties were broken, like the touching of hands. Roger, tall, blonde, and blue-eyed, had been treated by these brides of Christ like some kind of rabid despoiler, and when the two youngsters sat, their chaperones had ensured there was a gap between them of a full arm's length. That was enough for two people enamoured of each other. They sat quietly, talking in the way only those who have deep affection for each other can, inconsequential to a listener, heart-searing to the participants. There was no need to explain the need to go south, given it was a well-worn path for the impoverished knights of Normandy. To prosper at home meant a close connection to the Duke, not something a de Hauteville was likely to be granted, given the family history. "'I would have you come with me,' Roger said. "'Allow me to ask the abbot to let you accompany me.' "'As what?' "'As my wife, Judith. What else?' There was no need to utter a refusal. Her crestfallen look was enough. I had to beg for this, Roger, a few moments alone, and you know I cannot wed anyone without the permission of Duke William. I am his to give away. Added to that which we had last year, our time alone cannot amount to more than half a glass of sand. From the church came the sound for which the monastery was famous, the voices of its choir, backed by the musicians her half-brother employed and encouraged. St. Evrul was renowned throughout Christendom for this. Folk of means travelled long journeys to sit in the chapel and listen to the sweet harmonies, never departing without leaving gifts to an already well-endowed establishment for the sake of their souls. It may be all we will ever have. If you go to Italy, I may never see you again. I have lances with me. She knew what he was saying, and if she had doubts, they were assuaged by the determined look in his eye. But Judith also knew that to elope was impossible. Duke William would send men after her, and, if caught, she would be ruined, forced to take the veil, while Roger would likely spend the rest of his life in a damp and rat-infested oubliette. On her breast she wore a pin surmounted by a freshwater pearl, which she took off and stuck to his blue and white circuit, moving close enough to have the two nuns on their feet, alarmed at the contact. "'Go south, Roger. Become a great man, as I am sure you must. And every time you touch this, remember me.'
Judith was gone in a flash. She did not want the man with whom she had fallen in love to see her cry. Roger sat for a while, touching the pearl, then rose slowly and walked, a figure with a bowed head, to join his accompanying lances. Those steel-tipped lances were for show, and he had required the permission of his elder brothers to take them along. Once, not long past, they would have been necessary for safety. Duke William had come into his title, carrying not only the stain of bastardy, but his own tender years, succeeding aged but seven. He had inherited a province containing numerous powerful vassals, unwilling to bow the knee to either his illegitimacy or to his youth, making it a dangerous place to travel, banditry being a brother to rebellion. During the period in which the de Hodefies had prospered in Italy, William of Normandy...